thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Christoph. And there is no Bread Hill oh, today. So. He's <laughs> kind of missing. Yeah, he is yeah. missing. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness to into our lives. And yes, we are missing uh, the famous Dr. Bread Hill today. And I think, actually, by all accounts, this might be the first Bread Hill, uh, uh, the first Wellness Guys show without Bread Hill. This is BHF, Brent oh. Hill Free, BHF. Brent Hill, yeah, it's, it's amazing. He might have gone walkabout. Maybe he's gone hunting for koalas. Yeah, That's maybe, or some kangaroos. He, uh, kangaroos. He's short of meat at the moment. So, Damien, Damien, <laughs> Damien, Damien, Christoph, we have uh, a very special friend of yours and uh, so friend excited. of all of ours, I guess, and, uh, but a uh, very special guest on our show. So I'd like you to introduce our uh, special guest. All right, I will. Thanks for, thanks for letting me do this, LT. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have a very, very special guest with us tonight. She's a very close friend of mine, very close friend of all of chiropractic, in fact. But beyond that, very close friend of some very, very famous people around the world. Um, you might have heard of people like John D. Martini, uh, Bruce Lipton. Well, these guys, whilst they're good, this girl's even better. And, uh, and she may giggle in the background, but it is true. Um, we're going to speak to you tonight, the one, the only, Vicky Kelly. Vicky Kelly, welcome to our show. Hey, thank you, Damien. No pressure, huh? <laughs> no pressure. Hey, Lawrence. Hey, Vicky. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be here uh, joining you. I listen to your shows all the time and love them. So to be able to be behind the microphone for once is very cool. And we'll just have to channel our inner Brett Hill. Yeah, we will. We will. I think we've all got a bit of caveman in us. Oh, he just texted, actually. He just texted, so he knew we were just talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> By that, Lawrence means a smoke signal. Now, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vicky, Vicky uh, you have an Australian accent. You live in New Zealand, and uh, and you teach uh, the, the this concept that many people have been talking about for the last at least two to five years called mindfulness. Can you tell me more about why we need to be mindful? What, why mindfulness? Well, I grew up uh, on a, a diet of classical meditation practices and, so, and uh, meditation in terms of vipassana, which is a, a, based on a 10-day retreat, the cornerstone of, of breath, which is mostly uh, in most meditation practices is one of the, the core platform techniques. And I would check out of life for 10 days at a time and go and hang out and meditate and then I got married and had children and got a mortgage and couldn't check out of life for 10 days at a time and so I based on that developed my own personal techniques of a a much shorter um, breath-based program and then having worked with a number of clients I knew and particularly working with you Damien a number of years ago on Downsize Me I worked with a number of your clients and I knew if I could get them to be mindful, to pay attention, that they would just naturally make better choices. And I have a real belief that if I can get people to wake up and be mindful in the moment, then we do naturally make better choices because we all, it's not necessarily knowing what to do because I'm sure that all of the listeners out there could name at least one thing that they could do to improve their lives, themselves or their situation. We just don't do them regularly enough because we get stuck in this thing called autopilot. Mm -hmm. And autopilot is that uh, mindless wandering 
and distraction of the mind that has us stuck in the habits and behaviors that we're at. So mindfulness essentially is paying attention to the task at hand, which sounds easy, but because we're wired to wander, our minds are actually wired to wander, which kept us kept us alive um, many centuries ago. Because while we were trying to rub our speaking of cavemen, rub our sticks together or chase our food, our mind had to be on alert to look for threats in our environment. Now, those threats today are not um, bears or tigers or lions going to eat us. Those. Uh, threats today tend to be the distractors in in our life and the more that we can train our mind to be present to be mindful and to pay attention to the task at hand the better chance we have at at cultivating and crafting a life that we'd love does that make sense makes sense 10 days checking out 10 days man i can uh, barely check out for one minute in my head um that's uh you know on your website it says one minute can change everything i'm really interested about this minute i'm glad you shortened that 10 days to um you know a few, few one months minute. time yeah, <laughs> one <right>. minute time <laughs> uh, i think it's very helpful for um us all of us especially those entrepreneurs and business people but yeah you're right i mean um you know people do go on a walkabout just like brett hill at, is at the moment uh, he's gone on a walkabout doing wandering doing whatever he's doing but and one Vicky, tell us um, one of the things about mindfulness is that why do you think, I mean, obviously we know technology um, is one of the things that distracts us the most as well. But why do you think the world is getting more distracted? Is it because of technology only or is there other factors involved in, in distraction? Certainly technology is is a huge factor because we we have so much available at hand now. You know, everything from smartphones to to uh iPads and everything is very is very mobile, and even more than that, though we've reduced our one on one contacts with people. So most of what, we, or not most, but a lot of what we do on uh, today in terms of our services and, and with providers, and in fact, this call now, we're not doing it in relationship with each other sitting before each other so we don't have the body language cues the eye contact so all of those things that used to wire our system for relationship building and for a more mindful uh, exchange or connection we're limiting those simply because of technology and advancement and as important as that is there's a lot of research coming out now that the millennials so that our, our younger people and unless we maintain that relationship building so things like eye contact Mm -hmm. unless we instill and train that into our young people we're going to have we're endangering their minds into a state where they're not going to be able to access things like resilience emotional intelligence um delayed gratification and self-regulation all of those things the requirement or the platform requirement to that is being able to be in front of people and and have that that body language exchange if you like and so devices as much as we need them and it's not necessarily about the latest research is saying it's not about avoiding or really even minimizing our device use it's about how we our our age and i put you you guys in in my age group but i know that i'm i'm a i'm a little a bit younger you're a bit younger yeah yeah haha you see that i <laughs> oh, can definitely. see that in the photo yeah yeah definitely. it's not even photoshop the way that the way that we're modeling the use of these devices for our young people is the key to how 
emotionally intelligent and resilient and empathetic and compassionate they will be in later life. Oh, it's it actually frightens me a little bit, Vicky, because obviously I know your family very well, and you know my little Jack very well. And at the age of or the ripe young age of twelve years old, I see Jackson using his device quite a lot. And I look at the messages he's creating with his mates and the conversations they have, and then I look at Jackson in real life, and uh, and the way in which he holds a conversation reflects very much what you're saying there. It does alarm me significantly. Um, that this here might be actually going on. Is there ways in which we can um, help our kids do better? There's one cornerstone way, and if we're while we're modelling, and particularly when we're using smartphones, and you, you'll notice I had uh, when we're using our smartphones and when we're interacting with other people, if you just begin to notice what's happening around you in that moment. Most of the time, people have their thumb poised and ready to scan through their uh, social media sites, check out the book of face and see what their latest, how many likes their latest status got. So true. Damien's <laughs> so doing that right now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually being, I'm paying attention. I'm, I'm right in the moment of this one. I've got to tell you because we're constantly is, uh, distracted. Me in the face. Yeah, we're constantly distracted. And so, merely the act of eye contact. And so, we have a new mantra in our family which comes as, at a bit of a joke. And, and it's please look at me while I'm speaking with you. Mm, I like that. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to text that to Jackson right now. If that's that's all you did, that exchange of eye contact is building some pathways in the brain for resilience and emotional intelligence and empathy and compassion and all of those things that are being essentially trained out of us um, and trained out of our young people and endangering their minds and more, for me, more than endangering their minds, endangering their hearts. Mm. It's so true, though. I mean, one of the the worst sights you can see is when you know kids go and you know play in the playground or they're in an activity, and all you see the parent. You look at the parents, and they're all attached to their phone. You know, they're checking, I know. And, and it's it's a sad sight. And I'm guilty of that. You know, I'm raising my hand right now. I'm guilty of it. And um, it's amazing because we it doesn't take much for us to get distracted. You know, it's, oh, we just got to check that email. And that's why I don't have a BlackBerry. Because <laughs> the BlackBerry yeah. rings and every, every single yeah. email comes through. Um, but the thing is, is that we get distracted <laughs> so often. Um, but do, do, do our kids have any chance? Like, really? You know, with all this technology and the way the, the, the way it's moving, do do we? How do we do that? I mean, obviously, we have to consciously make an effort to teach them that. And where do we begin? Well, I've, I feel like um, one of one of the greatest threats to the future for our for our kids is our uh, reducing capacity to pay attention. And so that's why I'm decided to get out on the road and and do some workshops for people to help them to pay attention. And even more than that, to be able to help them to entangle pay attention moments that are a minute or less into their lives so that essentially you know you guys talk about the the cornerstones of diet and nutrition and and um, exercise and then reducing our stress Mm. essentially mindfulness in its modern term is paying attention to the task at hand and the way we train our mind towards mindfulness and uh, strengthen our capacity for mindfulness or paying attention is through what I term as mental sit-ups. 
And so every time we can bring ourselves back to the moment, we, we're having, we're essentially training and strengthening our capacity for mindfulness so that we're future, in the future, we're picking up this thing called mindfulness uh, as a familiar friend rather than allowing our minds to needlessly wander. And particularly with technology and particularly with what all of the distractions that are out there, when, un- unless we train our mind to be attentive for part of the time, then we become, a, and particularly men, become suckers for irrelevance. Mm. <laughs> okay. I, I, oh, hello. Okay. With all due respect. No, oh, no, I like that. I, I, I like that. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I, I, Damien's I licking that. his wound right now. <laughs> Vicky always does this to me. So, Vicky, um, I'm looking at your website, and uh, and there, you know, there's so many things in here. One of the things that you say that you have here, it's called the pay attention effect. Now, I know that this is the title of your workshops that are coming up. You mentioned earlier before we got on the on the on the chat that uh, the new term for mindfulness is paying attention, and you said there's a lot of research out there. What what are the researchers focusing on? What's what's it all about? So most many of the research they've they've moved um, mindfulness. Out of because because of its uh, tradition in the esoteric or Eastern philosophies and and the meditation practices, people either were too busy to meditate or, or practice mindfulness, or it was too esoteric for them and they, and they wanted some a, a more cognitive view of of how to reduce their stress or or um, you know increase their capacity to for this thing called mindfulness, and so the researchers have slowly engaged in this in this new terminology and new lexicon known as as being able to pay attention and so the researchers they're focusing on device use they're focusing on the effects of mindfulness practices on all spectrums of life and so it's it's a double-edged sword. It's it's to reduce stress and increase um, your ability to pay attention, but it's also to enhance the quality of your life. Because when we're mindful, not only do we make better choices, when we're mindful, we see the joy and beauty in things more naturally than we would when we're mindlessly wandering through our days on autopilot. Do you think that uh, being mindful helps us in all facets so i mean obviously i you know your son is on the brink of being a world champion cricketer um do you think that uh in in his ability to play cricket being more mindful or at least being mindful for a minute can improve his cricket as much as say somebody who's learning at school or someone who's in an executive uh, role how much can it actually benefit us it benefits us immensely simply because one of the the practice and the discipline of the practice of mindfulness, but two because of the the physiological and and chemical responses that go on in the system to synchronize and balance our system to be in a state for optimal learning or optimal performance or optimal healing and particularly around mindfulness mindfulness has a um, a a strong relationship link with the parasympathetic wing of the nerve, the autonomic nervous system. And that's our cooling off system, our rest and repair and rest and digest system. And most of the time we live 
particularly in this modern world, in sympathetic overload. And I know I've heard you guys talk a lot about that in on on your couch and in in your podcasts before. And so merely the act, which is one of the key cornerstones of mindfulness practices and one of my cornerstones in the pay attention effect, is our breath. A few simple breaths enables us to synchronize those two wings of the nervous of the autonomic nervous system but even more than that helps to synchronize our our heartbeat and when we can synchronize our heartbeat we just are in a different state of healing and growth and repair and rather than in this fight flight freeze or a, or a semi version of the fight flight freeze adrenal system being in overload so I, Hey, Vicky, I'm, I've just started breathing again, and, uh, and because I do actually, I found I sometimes I find myself holding my breath, and I don't mean to, and then mm. I'll do a big sigh or a big yawn to remind me to, you know, take a breath. Um, so when you sigh and when you yawn, that's your body's wisdom, because in, the sigh intelligence. And the, yeah, the sigh and the yawn is parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. So it's inviting a parasympathetic dumping, if you like, or. A, um, uh, uh, yeah, a flow into your system to cool off your adrenals. What do you say, what? So, so the yawning and the sigh, the big sigh, because the, uh, the exhale, so as you exhale, that's when you're inviting the parasympathetic. That's when you stimulate. Oh, oh I think we lost her. I think she's gone. <laughs> That's not good. Hey, I'm loving this, by the way. This is unreal. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Maybe uh, Vicky's dropped off for a minute of mindfulness. We'll see what happens in a moment. <laughs> we'll see if she can get, we can get her back on. But uh, LT, there's a few things that actually come up for me with all of this. And obviously, there's the coordination of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, which I'm really excited about. I love the concept that perhaps um, you might be able to breathe better and uh, and fall back into line and get a bit of rhythm going. I think that's pretty good. What are you getting out of this? Well, you know, it's, what's really, really interesting is that um, is the is the practice of just breathing. You know, because we think that breathing is such an unconscious thing, and it is. Our, we, our brain just tells us to breathe whenever we want to. Um, yep. But at the end of the day, though, if you don't consciously make the effort to consciously or mindfully breathe, then we're going to lose the um, lose the connection between what we're doing and also a connection to ourselves. And what's really interesting is that is a I think about connection to what we're doing is also about connection about, about us like as a person and that's mm-hmm. what she was really seeing and really mm-hmm. connecting to that deep uh, soul uh, of of everything that we do is actually has purpose not just randomness and I think that's yeah. really really cool. Yeah, I like that too. It does concern me though, thinking about uh, what kids might be doing with their devices, what we're doing with our devices and actually moving towards a more unconscious state as opposed to a conscious state and uh, kind of puts in perspective, you know, what you do with your device when you walk in the front door or even, you know, part of the reason why people are having so many car accidents, I suppose, when they're texting um, well, on their Let phone. me tell you, man, I think it's definitely an addiction. Um, you know, we talk about sugar addictions. We talked about, you know, other addictions like drugs, but I think technology is a drug, you know, that I smart phone although it's really smart um is an addiction for most of us and that's the sad part you know i know i catch myself all the time checking you know whether a mail has come through or i'm i'm checking whether i got a text or even even without a blackberry that's pretty yeah even with a blackberry it's it's just absolutely amazing um (laughs) so it's uh 
it's, it's kind of crazy. And, and yeah, my biggest fear is for our kids. Uh, our biggest fear is for, you know, I, I look at, um, you know, Kai and Christian and I, I catch them saying, you know, it just hurts. This is like a dagger into the heart. You know, when, when Kai comes up and goes, dad, could you just get off the phone? And it's yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. No, no. Got, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, you just know that you've been on it for way too long. And even though I'm, AJ, my, I'm back. Oh, you're back. Oh, you're right. back. <laughs> <laughs> we're still recording here. We're just talking, Vicky, uh, about, you know, the tragedy of our kids. And we're really um, scared uh, for our kids or for our kids' sake in terms of um, what's actually happening to the technology, but also the mindfulness. And, you know, wh- what I wanted to ask you there, uh, Vicky, was, you know, how, you, you talked about breathing, and your breathing is, is obviously one way to reset your brain um, and getting back into mindfulness. Now, obviously, most people, I would assume that, you know, majority of people listening to this is that they're not um, in a mindful state. So what, I mean, obviously, breathing is one um, exercise you can do, but how would you practice that on a day-to-day basis? How would someone get started, and what routine, you know, how often um, would you kind of to, you know, to do in each day to actually get that mindfulness, um, you know, built into you. And that great questions. And I've just come off the, I've just come off the, uh, a pilot program of a 30 day, uh, pay attention challenge. And we had, I think 30, 32 people on the, the 30 day challenge. And the cornerstone of that challenge was breathing. And essentially it's, it's setting up a reminder system for yourself. So whether it's an alarm that you set, whether it's a, um, you know, whether you become part of a challenge, whether it's that you can make sure that as a, a routine practice for at least, uh, your morning, you start with the practice of conscious breathing. And, and it's essentially just conscious breathing. And you can do it a number of different ways. And as I said at the beginning of the call, breath is one of the cornerstone practices of any meditation process or practice or uh, tradition and philosophy. And so in terms of our breath, it's really just a nice deep breath in and a pause at the top, and then a long, slow breath out. And one of the ways that we, when we tend to breathe, because we're in sympathetic overload, if if you were to take a deep breath in now, and if the listeners were to take a deep breath in now, what they'd probably notice for most of them is that their shoulders would rise as they breathed in, and then their shoulders would drop as they exhaled if really it needs to be the the opposite way you want your shoulders come oh i think we lost her again oh it's that trans tasman link i think there's something going on there <laughs> that's interesting um, about I, the opposite effect yeah. I, I found myself as i was breathing in i was uh, definitely had my shoulders going up yeah and i was going yeah yeah i'm on i'm on i'm like that too yeah but, and then uh, you realize you're wrong so i was like wrong i've got, to, I just got pained i got pained <laughs> got to sort that out now Let's just be cool before Vicky gets back on again. Vicky does have a um, a podcast coming to the couch very shortly. It's going to be called um, 
Om, O-M-M, um, The Inspired Mind. Very exciting. I'm, I'm wrapped about this, actually. Um, I love listening to what Vicky has to offer. Um, she does have an event coming up in September, and it's September, there's two days for it, actually. So it's September 10 and September 12, 2013. So just in case you're listening to this in 2014 or 15, um, it's already been and gone. But uh, I'm sure she'll have other ones. But if you go to her website, www.vickikelly, so it's V-I-K-K-I, Kelly. K-E-L-L-Y dot com. Uh, you'll see on the front page now, you'll have to ignore the photo on the front page. You just look to the left of the photo and you'll actually see a link to actually click through to the pay attention effect. So um, it's uh, it's it looks like it's going to be good. I might actually go to it, I think, mate. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, it's in Melbourne, Warren. You should be oh. going to it. I will actually go to it. It's going to teach me how to breathe, which is important, um, and, link, and sync up. So I might even take Jackson along. I think that'll be quite good. And Amber will all go. Hey, there you go. There you go. That's a, that's a, that sounds like a plan. Now, um, before we get Vicky back on here, uh, one of the things that I want to ch- chat with you about about this mindfulness. Where have you? Um, what do you think you struggled the most with mindfulness? Like, I mean, I'm sure we all have tried meditation before, haven't we? And uh, you, we were struggling with it. Where have you tried meditation and failed? Like, would you would do you get lost in like the first few seconds? Uh yeah, yeah, I do, I do, <laughs> I do. I oh, look, there's so many things going inside my mind. I actually really struggle to try and quieten it, and uh, and so I have always been excited about the the uh, one minute mindfulness approach of uh, trying to quieten your mind in just one minute and I like that and I said I really need to learn more about it because the idea of keeping things short but still being mindful um, really excites me a little bit I definitely have become addicted to technology Um, I almost find myself needing to be somewhere with it all the time when I was away on holidays I was without technology and I loved it it was great but bang as soon as I got back into Australia I was uh, I was straight onto it again it's very very strange isn't it well one of the things that i found uh, with meditation before in the past that i struggle a lot with is it's actually that part of um just calming the mind but i think one of the things of what vicky was also mentioning is, is actually the focus of breath and that's why all meditation or you know mindfulness all talk about breath because i think mm-hmm. that's one of the key strategies actually to be able to focus on one thing and it's not about trying to i'm breathing f- i'm back oh you're back there you go <laughs> there you go it's new zealand it's uh yeah. we're Having some internet challenge. <laughs> We're just—it's all the sheep. The sheep are eating the, the <laughs> lions. <laughs> well, Vicky, we we're just—we uh, talked about your uh, Melbourne um, uh, workshops that are coming up in September, but we we're just discussing about you know the the difficulty of meditation, and we both, you know, Damien and I both have tried that, and I think one of the strategies um, from you know from what I've heard is actually the focus of breath, and like just actually focusing on it. What do you do with the thoughts though that wander in? You know, do you force them to kind of go shut off and shut up or do you kind of just accept them and, and just move on with it? Gentle is the word. Mm. Most people stop meditating because they don't think it's work because they get frustrated with all the thoughts. And mm. when people begin this practice and particularly even just focusing on your breath, you may begin to notice at the beginning that what occurs is you start to really notice and pay attention to all of the, that, those voices inside your head. And so that in itself is a mental sit-up. So every time you can bring your focus and awareness just simply to your breath, that is just you're strengthening your capacity for mindfulness in the future. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for just like we go to exercise and we um, train our muscles and do resistance training with our muscles so that our muscles can hold us up and and, um, correct our posture and have us energized 
for later on in the day, mindfulness practices are essentially the same. It may not be enjoyable in the moment. However, we're strengthening our capacity to pay attention and, and our capacity for mindfulness so that we can be more effective in our relationships, in our life, in our work, as a parent, as a spouse, as a human being. And so strengthening that capacity is is key in in terms of of my my belief system and my values because that's that's where that's the platform for who it is we can be as people and so Many of your listeners right now, uh, if they were to notice where their tongue's sitting, in fact, Lawrence and Damien, if you were to notice where your tongue's sitting, is it up against the roof of your mouth or sitting nicely behind your teeth? Uh, behind my teeth but on the roof of my mouth. So yeah, that's, that's kind of a bit of both. Too, exactly. Yeah, so so when a body signal of an, uh, an overload, so a sympathetic overload, is that your tongue is sitting or jammed against the roof of your mouth depending on <laughs> how overloaded you are. So even, even oh, just gosh. my shoulders even, got high, my tongue's hitting the top I of my know. mouth. Even screwed. just by noticing failing. Even just by noticing throughout your day where's where's my tongue? Yeah. And just then allowing it to relax and sit gently behind your bottom teeth. That mm. is a mental sit up. Oh, wow, it actually like feels that. uncomfortable. Yeah, it's weird. You're definitely yeah. overloaded. Now, Vicky, uh, yeah. before we forget, uh, where you left off actually was uh, teaching us how to breathe and noticing so that our opposite. So like- if we take a nice deep breath in, and if as you take a deep breath in, if you imagine pulling your elbows as you're breathing in to the ground, that essentially opens up your diaphragm and so- enables you to breathe properly. How hard wow. is that to do? Wow, that's so strange. It's such a hard thing to do. See, I've got to push my elbows to the ground and breathe in. And breathe in. And and for the ladies, for, for us girls, it's it's really not very um, classy because our stomach pushes out. <laughs> right. That's okay. hard. It's... However, wow. what that does is, wow. is, is open up the diaphragm. Uh, it, it just enables the system to work as it's designed to work. And also that inward breath helps to synchronize our, our heartbeat. And our heart, the, the electromagnetic energy of our heart is many thousand times greater and stronger than it is coming out of our brain because our heart has to synchronize the heartbeat you know we don't have a heartbeat that's going going like our mind and and you know we can mindlessly wander into thoughts but our heartbeat essentially has to uh, synchronize the beating of the heart and so the electric electromagnetic energy that's generated as a result of that synchronizing effect we can harness that through our breath in the exchange and connection with with others and we can do that simply by that deep breath in pulling our elbows to the ground as we breathe in a pause at the top of the breath and then a nice long slow breath out if we did that two or three times every time we thought of it throughout the day by after a few days, you'd begin to notice that you're craving that breathing. Mm. 
And we've just come off the back of this 30-day challenge and that's what people were beginning to notice. They were, one, beginning to notice that uh, they were very aware of where their tongue was a lot of the day and, number two, that they were craving this particular breathing so that it became part of their uh, practices, their daily practice of, of living. And, you know, we drive cars and we have showers and we we do have idle times and an idle mind is a wandering mind. And so if we can focus on our breath in those idle times instead of ruminating and running off into mindless wandering thoughts, which aren't necessarily great about ourselves, our situation or the things going on around us if we can refocus and harness that into our breath essentially what we're doing is we're mentally sitting up all the way of our drive or all the way through our shower the other things you can do there's on on my website there's 24 ways um that you can pay attention that you can strengthen your pay attention muscle the cornerstone practices are obviously uh, the the breath and noticing where your tongue is. Wow, this is. Oh, she hasn't gone, has she? She hasn't gone again. No, I'm not. I'm here. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was practicing my breathing, so I got lost. I'm, I'm, I'm an out. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm focusing on my tongue. It keeps slipping to the top. It's a weird feeling, but. Uh... Yeah. So, so that's just one of your body signals that when it's slipping to the top, you're, you, you you're maybe a little more. Um, sympathetic than your <laughs> system. He's challenged. He's well, challenged. I have to tell you, Vicky, I'm more sympathetic today than I was yesterday. Uh, in fact, no, I'm. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I'm incredibly sympathetic as a result of yesterday. But uh, I, I, what I'd love to talk about, Vicky, is your upcoming podcast because I, for one, am incredibly excited about it. Um, I know that our listeners listening to this now, and there's got to be, if not hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of them around the globe right now um, listening to this particular podcast and they'll be wanting to know more about this OM podcast that you're about to bring to the Wellness Couch. Can you tell us what we should expect from you over there? Yeah, well, it's the OM, which is ironic in itself, is is Mm. one-minute mindfulness. And so I'll be essentially talking and expanding on a lot of the concepts that we've we've talked about tonight at the end of, of each podcast and they'll be around... Uh, this similar to this, the 30-minute podcast, I'll be offering um, tools and techniques of what they can do between each podcast. So we'll be doing exercises, we'll be doing reflections. Um, anybody that's sending me any in any feedback or asking any questions, I'll be answering lots of questions throughout the podcast because once people start to... Uh, get into the practice of paying attention, they notice a lot of different layers coming up for them. And certainly in this 30-day challenge, there were lots of things that were even unexpected uh, for me uh, of things coming up for people. One of the spillover effects of people practicing pay attention and particularly for parents and you guys will love this having children yourself is there's a real spillover effect. So because when you're paying attention and when you're mindful, I, I absolutely trust you just make better choices. It has a spillover effect into the way that you parent your children. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. Vicky. And then as a direct result of that, their behavior shifts into a more synchronized state. 
I'm so excited about the, this new podcast so, that's going to be coming out. So, so really, my love, you know, my love is <laughs> is the kids, and one of one of my favorite um, researchers who's coming out of Stanford on on device use and mindfulness, uh, Cliff Nass. I'll be I'll be talking a lot about his research, and his research is around how we're endangering young minds and and what we can do about it. And I know that if I can help parents to pay attention and strengthen their capacity to pay attention, then that's going to have a spillover effect for our kids. So I'll be talking a lot about children and how we can, and little tools and techniques for for children and paying attention. They, you know, they may not always use their breath, but there's lots of really fun games and little tools and tips that you can do with kids that because they are more naturally wired to be able to pay attention we're able to very quickly harness that energy within our kids and there's some great little tools and tips and ideas that that I'll be I'll be sharing on the podcast for parents to be able to um, you know use on themselves but also to to pay that forward to their kids Oh, Unreal. Sounds like really exciting. Uh, so, guys, if you want to know more information, go to Vicky Kelly. That's V I K I K E L L Y dot com. Uh, go check out the Pay Attention uh, workshop. That's going to be um, absolutely going to be amazing, I'm sure. And uh, also, too. I'm going. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm Damon's going. coming. So, make sure you go to the uh, dot com and uh, you'll be able to find out more information on when the OM podcast is going to be broadcasting on our network. As always, guys, go to our Facebook page dot um, com slash the wellness guys and tell us what you think about this particular episode and tell us what you think about vicky and as always go to itunes and subscribe and make sure you comment on uh comments and give us a gave us basically don't even bother commenting if you're not going to give us a five-star ring because that's five stars because only five stars it It just hurts too much otherwise (laughs) just choose five stars well until next week guys begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from The Wellness Guys here. Are you craving some downtime? Want to do it in luxury? Want to do it with The Wellness Guys and Up For The Chat Girls? Well, if you answered yes, yes and yes, then we'd love to have you as our guest at the Western Resort and Spa in Fiji for our first ever BFO Wellness Retreat in September. Experience two nights and three days of immersion on your body, mind and soul. LT and Karen Smith will help you overcome any limiting beliefs and help you install or maintain your champion mindset. You'll work with Brett and Kim on creating movement patterns and self-care rituals to keep you at your best and with Cindy O'Meara and myself we'll teach you how to eat and live and not to live to eat in a step-by-step program for more information or to book your spot go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on shop Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.